When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben Bolin, here with our reigning auto editor, Scott Benjamin. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Ben. Well, I'm glad you dropped by because I actually have a couple of questions for you today. Okay. Um, about solar-powered cars. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about these? Uh, yeah, I've heard about solar-powered cars, yeah. Well, I have just recently uh, read a couple of interesting articles we had here, and I had some questions for you about this. Uh, I remember reading a while ago, uh, maybe a few years back, about solar-powered cars and even different kinds of competitions they had with these, but I never heard anything about it. And I was wondering, are solar-powered cars even around anymore? Well, they're around, but uh, like you said, they're they're mostly competition vehicles now. Um, there are no mass-produced solar-powered vehicles yet. Uh, they, they're just not feasible right now. Um, they're kind of they've been, I guess, relegated to these uh, these competitions. Uh, where universities, colleges, you know, they compete against each other in distance races. And uh, it becomes kind of like an engineering exercise. Um, uh, you know, okay. it's, it's, you know, who can make the, the lightest, fastest, best car, you know, that can, uh, that can stand up and over like, you know, maybe a continent's worth of racing. They go, they go thousands of miles in these cars. You know? A continent? Wow. Yeah. Okay, you say there, there are no mass market solar powered cars. Why aren't there any? Uh, well, it's because they're just, at this point, they're just not efficient enough. Uh, solar power panels, um, or rather solar panels, are good for certain things, but not good for other things. And cars just happen to be one of those things that they're not good at, uh, at powering. Um, you know, they're, they're, you see them on houses, you see them on mm-hmm. buildings, uh, you know. They're even starting to place solar power panels on buildings in downtown areas. You know, they, they're, they're in areas that they're, they predictably know will have sunshine during the day. On a car, you don't know where a car is going to be at oh, any yeah, point. It might be weather. In, a, in a garage, could be yeah. a, could be the weather. Uh, the weather affects buildings, of course, too. But they do know where the sun is going to be and at what time, and you know right. how much sun sunlight it can be exposed to. Uh, a car, you know, you may be in a tunnel, you may be, uh, you know, in an area that's just shady. Um, 
Uh, it's just it's too hard to predict for cars. Are they just not receiving enough energy? Well, the the problem is they have to have just these massive arrays of solar panels on top of them. Uh, in fact, the, the cars that we just mentioned, the uh, the racing cars, uh-huh. they have I think it's six square meters worth of panels on the vehicle. You know, all facing upward. It's just, they're massive. They're the, huge vehicles. They and must look like boats. Yeah, they, they're well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, they're they're real flat, wide, long cars. And uh, they only carry one person, and they're all about weight conservation mm-hmm. and uh, just that, that massive top surface. So to make something, you know, bigger that would hold two people um, and be efficient, it just it, the car would be in- enormous. It'd have huge. to be more than twice that size, right? Well, I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I don't know if that, that is proportional like that or not. Uh, but, okay. um, yeah, they would, they would have to be massive. Just for my curiosity, how how fast do these things actually go? Well, um, they, I guess the average speeds of these races are somewhere around, you know, twenty five miles per hour, twenty that's, miles per hour, or something like that. You know, that's the that's the range. That's no that's no Formula One. So. No, no, it's not. They get of course they go a little faster, a little slower mm-hmm. at times, but um, a lot of it has to do with weather. You know, if they encounter rain or you know just cloudy mm-hmm. days, uh, they have a lot of trouble. Um, I think they can go as fast as around fifty miles per hour. That's oh uh, okay, but. Um, yeah, it's for like, the most part, they're they're on the slower end. I see. Okay, and I guess that's why the races are for distance. Then that's right. Yeah, okay. they, they're and it's kind of a you know who can design the car that can sustain that for the longest time. That's the, that's the uh, the key in those races. Now, when they do these races, it sounds like they're mostly with cars. And another question that uh, it seems like this would naturally lead to is: Would this technology work for all vehicles or just light cars? For instance, is it conceivable that there would be a solar panel? 16 wheeler or maybe some sort of high power machine to produce enough power to uh to power something like that like a like a uh a semi or you know a big truck or something like that you'd need these just enormous panels it would just be just far too large for it to even i guess the weight of the panels would probably hold back the vehicle oh wow um, it, would, it would just be huge Okay. Really would be. Well, there goes my dream of my solar-powered <laughs> trucking fleet, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So what do you think has to happen for solar-powered cars to become the next mainstream vehicles or on a mass-market car? Well, right now, I don't think that they can do it uh, just because of the technology. The panels are just simply too large. They, they, they're just too big. They just weigh too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just not efficient enough. Um, now, manufacturers are kind of still toying around with the idea. Uh, but on a much smaller scale, they they just have these real you know small solar panels that they they place on vehicles, usually on the the rooftop. This example of this is in the uh, Cadillac Provoke, I think is the name of it. The the Provoke concept. Uh, uh, it's a big SUV, but it has a solar panel on the top, and the solar panel provides power for accessories like maybe the air conditioner, the radio, you know things like that. Lights, maybe the interior lights. Uh, but it does not power the vehicle. It just simply is like an addition to it. It's, it's, it's taking the place of, you know, battery power operating those devices. And I think there's a rumor that the uh, the 2009 Prius is going to have a solar panel as well. Oh, why not? So, right. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same same idea. You know, it'll power accessories, air conditioner, things like that. That's a that's a very good use of that technology, and mm-hmm. it's very possible. Okay. So it's it sounds like maybe it's the same. This is one of the same kind of problems we see with any emerging technology where the initial invention of it 
doesn't necessarily mean that it can be implemented. It sounds like we've got something big and bulky that needs to be slimmed down and made practical at this point. Yeah, that's right, except that's all very true, except you said emerging technology. The, uh, <laughs> the, the problem is that this has been around for a long time, and that's, that's another thing is that this, is, this has really been going on for a long, long time. Um, I think the first you know, solar-powered vehicle is something like 1955. 50s. 50s, yeah, the 1950s. And, wow. yeah, 55. You know, ever since then, they've kind of been playing around with this idea. And, you know, they thought at one time that, yeah, sure, it'd be able to power our cars because, you know, here's this free source of energy. But uh, it just hasn't been possible up to this point. Man, maybe we have been dragging our feet a little. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time to wait. But um, it's just not – it's progressing. It really is. It, it, these competitions help that. It's just not getting to the point where it will ever be uh, – or I shouldn't say will ever, but not to the point where it right now can be the main source of power for a vehicle. Well, Scott, thank you so much for dropping by and letting me know a little bit more about solar-powered cars here. I guess if we wanted to find out anything else about the future or the history of solar-powered cars, we could drop by the Auto Channel on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.